Good morning, Oregon. It's Wednesday, April 28th. This is Elliot News with your news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. The Oregon House on Monday approved a package of bills to weed out people who aren't fit to wear a police uniform and regulate the actions of officers once on the job. The bills now head to the Oregon Senate. Among other things, the measures would require officers to report misconduct by colleagues and train officers to perform CPR and call for emergency medics if someone suffers medical distress while restrained. Still others would restrict how police use the charge of interfering with a peace officer and limit the public release of booking photos. Some of the bills arose from complaints during last summer's mass racial justice protests in Portland, including the police bureau's removal of officers' names from uniforms. Under a bill approved by the House, officers doing crowd control in cities of more than 150,000 people must have their names visible on the uniforms so they can be easily identified. The legislation largely sprang from bipartisan work done by the House Judiciary's Equitable Policing Subcommittee, led by Representative Janelle Bynum, a Clackamas Democrat, and Representative Ron Noble, a Republican and former McMinnville police chief. A total of 15 Oregon counties, including Multnomah County and Clackamas County, will move to extreme-risk COVID-19 restrictions starting Friday. Those counties must shut down indoor dining in restaurants and bars and severely curtail the number of patrons to no more than six in gyms, movie theaters, bowling alleys, and indoor swimming pools. Indoor visits at long-term care facilities also will be prohibited except under certain circumstances. The governor's office said counties could shift to a lower risk level and fewer restrictions after just one week if cases and hospitalizations drop. It said the state would reevaluate regardless after three weeks. Seven people were injured when gunfire broke out at a Monday night vigil for a Gresham man who was killed in a shooting at the same intersection the previous night. On Sunday night, officers responded to reports of gunshots near Southeast 174th Avenue and Stark Street. Investigators found 22-year-old Alejandro Barajas, who had suffered fatal injuries. Around 11.30 p.m. Monday night, as a group gathered for a vigil at the same location, a dark SUV drove past and opened fire on the crowd, according to police. Members of the crowd shot back at the vehicle. Seven people were injured. The victims were taken to nearby hospitals and were expected to survive. Portland transportation officials last month quietly waived a nearly $11 million fine the city had levied against the federal government for erecting an illegal fence that jutted out into Southwest 3rd Avenue outside a downtown courthouse last year. The unpermitted fence outside the Mark O. Hatfield U.S. Courthouse became a key landmark in nightly protests that often drew large crowds and dramatic confrontations. In a show of defiance against the Donald Trump administration, which had sent dozens of federal agents to police the protests, Portland had imposed its maximum fine for violating the use of the public right-of-way, charging the federal government $500 every 15 minutes that the unpermitted fence remained blocking the street. The city formally waived the fine March 25th. The fence now stands on a sidewalk, which is federal property. Starting next week, Oregonians who need to renew their driver's licenses will be able to complete that transaction online and have a new ID mailed to them within 10 days or so. The change is effective May 5th, clearing a major roadblock that gums up appointments across the state. Given renewing a license is a primary reason Oregonians book appointments at the DMV. The federal government on Tuesday also announced it would once again extend the deadline for states to comply with its Real ID program, this time pushing it to May 2023. That means Oregonians can continue to board domestic flights with a regular driver's license for at least two more years. 
Oregon had only recently begun offering Real ID compliant cards and didn't expect to be able to meet demand before the original October deadline. Thanks for listening. Find more news at OregonLive.com and learn how you can support our journalism at OregonLive.com slash pod support.